This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. There's a question. There's four, first of all, we know the Gemara says, there's four main questions besides the, the, the specific ones that everybody's going to be asked after 120. What's those questions? Everybody knows? First one, honest in business. Honest in business is a daily question. People are in, deal, in business deals every single day. Are you honest in business? Yes or no? That, that's one of the questions, right? And, and you're dealing with business dealings a lot. Take any businessman, he's dealing with a lot, a lot, a lot of business every single day. How many days a year? How many? All, all the time. What's one of the questions? Kavate team of Torah, right? Right? Did you, did, you, did you set an established time to learn Torah every single day? Right? That's also on a daily, every single day. Then you have a third question, right? What's the third question? Huh? I like to prepare your view, right? What is that? You were busy. Were you busy having children? Did you did you go out and and, and and try as much as you can to produce children? And by the way, on this topic, you just know it's not just having the children; it's raising up the children. People think it's like cruise control. You have the children, okay, I'll see you later, Allah, no problem, chavod, go. I pay my tuition bill, I send them to yeshiva. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. It's, it's more of where you're connecting with your children and you're, up, you're upbringing them the proper way. Where, where the father or the mother is sitting down with their children and, and, and educating them the right proper way. On the Shabbat day, anytime you have a chance, anytime you have a chance to educate your children, how long do you think you're actually a father in a, in a span before the child gets married? How much time do you actually think they have that relationship exactly? How, how much could, could you possibly think? The kid's going to school every single day, right? And what, how much more time do you have? The father's in, in work or in college. How much other time do you have? You have Shabbatot, Yimim Tovim. But before they go to sleep, when they wake up in the morning, those times a person, a father and mother have to educate their children the proper way. Putting Hashem in their lives. You know, you have to put Hashem in, the, in a person's life. You understand? What's the, what's the fourth one? And that again, that's a daily question, right? That's something that we do daily. What's the, what's the fourth question? Everybody knows that's the topic of the day, which is what? Mashiach. Yeshua. Did you hope for the Mashiach? Now that is a question in all the categories that it's a daily question, right? Correct? Yes or no? If it's in the same category of all the other questions, must be that what? That's a daily so we have to understand, it's, a, it's something that we have to have in mind, not just Tishabov. Comes Tishabov, what's the topic? One of the topics, we know this. Oh, another topic, Mashiach. I want to tell you something. It's not a topic for one day Tishabov. It's a topic of everyday life. It's in the same category as all the other questions. So it's only fair to say, that it's a daily question. Just like it's honest in business, raising your kids, or the same thing of uh, All these questions are daily questions. Did you open the Mashiach? It's a daily. The question is, why? Why? If somebody would ask you right now today, uh, you are Mashiach? If somebody really, really, let, let's talk real. I'll tell you, for sure who would want Mashiach. A guy who's having crazy problems. Yes, please bring Mashiach now. Please, there'll be no Parnassa issues. There'll be no Shalom Bayit issues. Everybody have this. Be great. Bring Mashiach. That guy, yeah, for sure. I'm in. I'm in. What about a guy that's rocking and rolling? He has everything. 
He has a crazy house on the beach. He has a lot of Parnassah. He has Shalom Bayit. He has all the Kavod that he can imagine. He has all the power. He, he's running Moisdus. He's running all the... Forget about it. He's the head of this, the president of that, and this and that. Ask him, would you want Mashiach? Or a regular person that's having a great, great life. Everything's going well in his life. You want Mashiach? Yes or no? That's the bottom line. And if yes, why? If everything's going right in your life, why do you want Mashiach? Why? For what? What's the reason? To go to Israel? Go to Israel. Go take a plane. Go to Israel. Go to Israel. You know, go, we'll give you business class, first class, whatever you want, private jet, straight to Israel. You can do that now. You can do that now, right? Go, go. You want Israel? You want to see? So why do, you, why do you want Mashiach? For what reason? And then therefore what? And therefore what? After Beis HaMikdash, then what? I, I want to hear. Then what? Then what are we going to do? Beis HaMikdash comes. You have it. Great. Bring your cow. Beautiful. Awesome. Anything more? So let, let's explain. I was very bothered this week, this Sunday. Somebody very got me very, very upset. Extremely upset. I don't even want to say what he said. But he got me so upset. Sitting down on a Sunday morning, the guy comes to me. Chutzpah, such a, such a azus, you know, like the azepanim, you know, like the real, real. Sitting next to me in breakfast, he says, I'm not making a bracha. And he eats his bagel. I wanted to, you don't know what I wanted to do to him. I calmed down, I didn't do anything. I went up, said, listen, I'm just going to get a cup of water, I'll be right back. I want to put this guy straight, straight, straight. He thinks this little, I was like, and I'm thinking, as I'm going to get a cup of water, this is what HaKadosh Baruch has to deal with on a Sunday morning. One yo-yo guy that's eating a bagel and saying, I'm not making a bracha, I don't want to make a bracha today. Who are you to even talk like that? Who are you to even say words like that? What are you, crazy? What, God's your friend? He's like a puppet. Today, Hashem, I'm not making a bracha today. I'm not in the mood. You know what? I was like, what's going on? My business deal that I was working on for one month, every day I was making my brachas with Kavana. Today, I'm not making a bracha because my business deal did not go through. What are you, Meshuggah? What do you think? God is a toy? Today, I'm not making a bracha. The guy's going to shul. He didn't come to shul in a long time. He's walking around, walking around. He sends me a text. Rabbi, I'm not coming to shul. I said, why not? I couldn't find parking. What? What kind of nonsense is this? So you don't find park? What do you think this is? Is it a game? It's a toy? Oh, I'm going to shul. You know, a guy I've got making the rabbi happy. So I'm going to shul. Oh, rabbi, I'm not going to make you happy because he didn't find parking. There's no games over here. There's no games. You know what would happen in the times of the Beit HaMikdash? Imagine you have a guy. He has a car. He's driving his car on Shabbat. You know what would happen now? Imagine you see a guy. A guy's driving. Baruch Hashem, we're living in a holy community and we don't see that. We're living in a, such a kadosh environment, we don't see that. But I, I have news for you. Unfortunately, there's other places that there is. There's other places that there is. It's unfortunate to talk like that. It hurts me to say that. And imagine a guy's driving his car on Shabbat. Having a nice fat cigar, opening up the convertible, his day off, this, that. Oh, beautiful. You know, what's, you know what would happen in the times of Asa Mekdash? You know what happened? Well, tell the guy, listen, buddy, you're about to walk into your car right now. You know, you know it's Saturday, right? Yeah, I know. You know it's Shabbat? You know Hashem says you have to rest on Shabbat? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Mechutzif, this guy's wise guy. You know, if you go on this car, we go to Bet Din and you know, you, 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 we're going to kill you. We're going to stone you. You know that? Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. Goes to his car. Speeds off around. An hour and a half later, he comes back to his house. You see about 
Sanhedrin with rabbis, with beards, waiting in front of his door. They take him, the shaitrim, the, the policeman, yeah? Buddy, you're coming with us. What, 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 what? They shove him in the car. Excuse me, you're coming with us. We're taking the base of Migdish. For what are we doing? The Sanhedrin has to deal with you. We're doing what? What I do? What I do? We told you not to mess around. You're playing God? He said not to drive on Shabbat. And you're a wise guy. We give you some warnings and you think that you're going to get away with it. So we have news for you. You're going to be the living example. We're going to start with you. Tell me, you think anybody in that neighborhood would dare, would dare to get into his car on Shabbat? Anybody? You think so? You think? Let's bet on it. I bet you not one person will get in his car again. That's what, that's what would happen. That's what would happen. Nobody would do such a thing. Immorality? Heaven forbid? You know what we do to the lady? You ever hear of a sota? Oh yeah, you're being a wise lady. Oh yeah. Okay, come, come, come. Base up, make dish. Let's go right here. Drink this. Your stomach blows up. Your whole blows up. Wow, what's going on? Anybody you see said to a Coca-Cola? Forget it. Wow. You think one lady would ever do immorality in their life? In their life? No way. There's not one lady would do such a thing. Craziness. No one. What happened? There's no base on Migdish. So everybody, whoever you think, well not everybody, people, some people out there, they think they could be wise. But let me do this, and let me do that, and let me do this, and let me do that. Hashem's not a toy. Hashem's God is Melech Machem Malachim. It's not a joke to say, I'm not making a bracha. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You know, I told him at the end. I said, listen, be careful tonight. I don't know if you're going to sleep with a tongue. You know, your tongue's not making a bracha. He got scared. Rabbi, don't curse me. Rabbi this, Rabbi that. I said, no, don't rabbi me. Don't rabbi me. You don't do that to Hashem. You don't do that until he starts apologizing. I said to him, listen, everything that Hashem gave you, what is it? What is it? It's all a gift. Everything. He doesn't have to give you anything. The fact that you're alive, everything else is extra credit. Even that you're alive is extra credit. Everything is extra credit. And this is, this is if we had the Beit HaMikdash, we would be in check more than ever. In check means, we'll be, we'll be like, whoa, it's Shabbat. Shabbat. You know, what, you know what happened if a guy by accident opened up a light by accident? He has to bring a thousand dollar carbon. Oh man, what I do? Okay, what should I do? By accident, what should I do? You know what happened in the Beit HaMikdash this time? You write it down. You know, there's one of them in the Gemara says, you would write it down by accident, this, this, that. And the time, if the Beit HaMikdash comes in my life, I'm going to bring a carbon. Thousand dollars for that, two thousand miles for that. Now go ready, go ahead. We don't have Beit Hamikdash. The fear of Hashem, the awe of Hashem is missing. The Yirat Shamayim is missing. It's not the same as it was. You know, it's brought down in one of the one of the Mizmorim, Mizmor Asaf. It says over here, and I want to read. It says. So first, before we say this, we have to know why do we want Mashiach? Even if our lives are going great, why do we want Mashiach? Do you know there's a pasuk that says, Yagiu Yamim, there's going to be days, Shayomru, people are going to say, Enli Bachev, Enli I don't want these days. And you know what these days are referring to? Yemei Zikna, yeah? And there's another one, Yemei Mashiach. May Mashiach, this is a pasuk by the way, I'm calling it a pasuk. Yeah, it's chatzot, everybody can uh, sit on the chairs now. The days of Mashiach, and it's saying over here in the pasuk, Eini bahem chepetzba, 
I don't desire, we don't desire these days. You want to imagine, the pasuk. There's going to be days that we don't desire these days. What are these days? These days are Yemei Mashiach. You don't desire the days of Yemei Mashiach? How could it be? You know what the answer is? The answer is like we just said. Right now, there's something, we know, challenges. Challenges. Not every, you don't see every, every single miracle. In times of Beit you saw miracles on a daily. You would go, you want to get chizah, go to Beit HaMikdash. Wow, this is wild, 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 wild. You come out of there, you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is wild. You know the famous story of Yosef Mishita? You know the famous story of Yosef Mishita? Where he came in, he was, he was part of the Greeks. And what happened was, when, when the Greeks took to Beit HaMikdash, he told, uh, they told Yosef Mishita was, was actually part of, he was a Jew. But he was part of the part of the part of like Goyim. He wanted to be part of the Goyim. He became a Greek, and uh, and when they conquered the Beit Hamikdash, they tell him, they tell him, okay, listen, now's your chance. Go, go ahead and um, and uh, take take whatever you want from the Beit Hamikdash. You're going in first. You're you're you're, you're the Jew. You're, you're with us. But go. So he come, he comes out of the Beit Hamikdash. He took he takes the menorah. He takes the menorah. It's gorgeous. The, the Greek style. Excuse me. You're totally taking an item over here. You're taking the biggest item over here. The menorah. Go back inside. We'll take that. Go back inside. Take something else. Go take something. Take something else. They see he's flinching a little bit. What you really want the menorah? The menorah is for us. It's too big for you. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put it in your in your house. It's too big for your house anyway. Go inside. Go get something else. It's not moving. What's it? Joey. Oh, what do you say? Hey. Go, not going. Go. So I, 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 I angered my uh, my creator. I got Hashem upset. I came inside. I'm gonna go inside again. What happened? Nothing happened. He was the same guy. Went in, went out. Because when a person went inside the Beit Hamikdash, you don't realize how much hashpah it had when you came out of the Beit Hamikdash. You weren't the same person ever. You would walk in, walk out. The biggest Russia, Yosef Mishi, the, the guy was a Russia. He couldn't go back in the Beit HaMikdash another time to anger Hashem. He couldn't do it. Because he so much, so much Kedushah, what was there. It was, it was whoa, whoa. So what, what, what is it saying over here when it says, Yagiu, Yamim, Sheyomum, Emli, Mechevetz, Ba? I don't desire these days. Why don't I desire this Mashiach? Beit HaMikdash is going to come. Why don't I desire these days? You know Why? Because the schar, the, the 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 reward right now is great, but when you see everything in clarity, when you see the Beit Hamikdash, you see the miracles, you see the kedusha, you see the rich Amayim, you see everybody going up, the reward will never be the same. Right now, you put on tefillin, you learn. The, the reward is tremendous; it's endless reward, and you get you get an Eden. You know what it is to learn one word of Torah? You know how much after 120, you know how much reward are you going to get from just one word of Torah? You don't, you don't, you don't fathom. Millions and millions of, you, the, the Gan Eden that you're going to get. But when Mashiach comes, everybody's going to be learning. There's no, there's not, there's not, there's no challenge. What's the challenge anymore? What's the challenge? So the Schar is going to be much less. So if that's the case, so what do we want Mashiach? Why do we want Mashiach? Why do we want Mashiach? Why? For what? Why? So I'm going to tell you. To understand why. And I'd like to say, why do we want Mashiach? And at the same time, what are we going to do to bring Mashiach? And you're going to get an answer today from the Ramchal. 
from the Ramchal, he's going to tell us, the Mesilai Sharim is going to tell us, exactly, very easy by the way, it's an easy five second step, if you do it, you bring Mashiach, you yourself is bring Mashiach, you could Mikhaim this, uh, when they go in Shema and they ask you, this is the question, you do this, you're going to be able to Mikhaim it a hundred million percent with this, this is from the Ramchal, what do you do to get Mashiach, you ready? First of all, why do we want it? Second of all, what do we do about it to get it? So in order to answer that, there's a, it's brought down, Mizmor La Asaf, when Asaf is explaining the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, he says, Shekila HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem took his anger out, Ba'etzim Uba'abanim, with sticks and stones, Shebebeto, by destroying his house. Sticks and stones. Because of that, Hotir Pilatabi Israel. Klal Yisrael is still in existence. If it wasn't for that, there won't be Klal Yisrael. So what is Asaf saying? He's saying that if Hashem didn't destroy the Beit HaMikdash, there would be no Jewish people around. What would it be? But here's the question. When he describes the Beit HaMikdash, when he describes it, he says, sticks and stones. That's how you describe the Beit HaMikdash? Sticks and stones? Hashem destroyed sticks and stones. His house. That's how you, that's, how you say about the Bet HaMikdash? Could somebody explain to me? How? Could the Asaf say it? Shekila HaKadosh Baruch Hu How? Beis HaMikdash! It should say, Shekila HaKadosh Baruch Hu Beis HaMikdash HaGodol VaHanoira Umitokach What's Eitzim HaVonim? This is... A very hard question. This is Rashmuel Burma answers this question. From the Shiva Mir, it's, it's a solid question. So I'd like to give him a shah. I'd like to give him a shah. There's something called a car, it's a fancy car. I don't know if you ever hear of something called a Ferrari. You heard of Ferrari? So there's a fancy car called a Ferrari. You had a guy once, father, he says, what am I going to do? He's going to make his own custom-made Ferrari. So how are you going to do that? So what he does? For 10 years, he's having plans. 10 years planning out. I'm going to have this. And they came out with a new gadget in this Ferrari. You press a button. And if you want breakfast, whatever you want, they have an item next to the engine, an oven, a mini oven. If you want pizza, boom, boom. You press pizza and it comes out as pizza pie. And you want the eggs, it comes out eggs, potatoes. Everything's crazy. And if you want the Ferrari to change into a boat, you can press a button and change into a boat. And you want to change into an airplane, it changes into a plane. And by the way, it's not so far off. Nowadays, they have cars that are turning into planes, no? Huh? And all these different gadgets. And now for 10 years, the father is working on these planes with a developer to develop his Ferrari car. The one and only Ferrari that never existed on earth. They're building it every day. The son sees, he says, son, you saw this? We put this new gadget, that new gadget, this new gadget, that new gadget, this new gadget, that new gadget. Wow! 
Ten years later, the Ferrari comes. Ferrari's there. And now, after two days, the father's driving it. The son, he comes. Him and his friends, it was a Thursday night. And he says, wow, let's take it for a spin. And they take it for a spin. They're going. And the third time being driven, the third time, this $10 million car, worked on for 10 years. The father comes out as he's pulling out the kid. And the father's like, wait, don't take my car. Whoa, 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 whoa. The car, the car gets damaged, such a damage, bang, boom, bangs into the wall. The entire car is totaled. The entire car is totaled. And now the father is seeing this right in front of his eyes. Right in front of his eyes. He's saying, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The son. He's looking for his son. The son comes. There's a sunroof. You know, the, the top of the roof. There's a sunroof. The son sticks his head out. Completely healthy. Goes like this. He sees as he comes out. He sees his father. My son. Oh my goodness. He sees his father. Goes back down into the car. Oh my goodness, he's not getting out. And his father's screaming, Calm down, my son, come down. He said, the kid's not going, the kid's not coming out. He's not going, he's not going. The father's not do. He calls out, Solomon, get my son out, get my son out, get my son out. Finally, his son comes out. They pull him out and he sees his father again and he collapses again. He faints again till they, till they get him back. And the first thing the, 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 the son says, Daddy, Daddy, uh, I, I'm so sorry about your car. I'm so sorry about your $10 million car, about this 10-year model that you worked for 10 years. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so... The father says to his son, You think I care about a dumb car? You're healthy! That's what I want! I'm so happy! HaKadosh Baruch you know what's going on over here? You know what Asaf is saying? Asaf is saying, the base of Mikdash, yeah, it's sticks and stones, comparison to Bnei Israel. I love you so much, Hashem says, I love you so much, and even though we're talking about the, the Mikdash, and it's great, and it's awesome, and it's the best, and it's all miracles, but what? But my love for you is so much, that it's just sticks and stones compared to how much I love you. I'd rather keep you than anything, than sticks and stones. Because that's how much Hashem loves us. And you think Hashem didn't know what's going to happen in the future, how this yo-yo guy is going to say, oh, I'm not going to make a bracha, or the guy's going to make a bracha. Hashem knew. Hashem knew, but he had to make a decision at that moment. I had to show Christ how much I love them. I love them so much that I'm willing to take out my holy house, my holy Beit HaMikdash that we're talking and we're mourning about every year and year, every day and every day. And, and we do so many things in, to commemorate the Beit HaMikdash, so many things all the time. But yet, Shem says, I love you more than all that. And now then you know that. So now, why do we, again, we're back to our question. Why do we want to make the Mikdash? The, the, the reason is very simple. The reason is, is because the glory of Hashem, the Kavod Shamaim, is not in its full glory. That is the reason. What's the reason why? The reason is... the. The glory of Hashem, the Shekhinah, isn't in its full glory. It's not. It's not there. Yes, the Shekhinah is with us. Yes, He's there. But it's not in its full glory. And that being said, 
We're willing to sacrifice schar. We're willing to sacrifice our home. We're willing to sacrifice everything so Hashem could go back to where His glory was complete. That's what we want Mashiach for. Why do we want Mashiach? One reason. For the Kavot Shamaim to come back. The Kavot Shamaim, yes, it's great. We have a base metric, we have Batek Nesiyot, we're learning a lot of Torah, but there's so many people out there, unfortunately, they're not connected. And how are we going to connect them? When the Beit HaMikdash comes, boom, in one second, boom. Everybody's going to come there in Shalim. Everybody's going to come, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. They're going to see with their own eyes. Wow! So now how do we get it? How do we get it? What can we do to get Mashiach? What can we do? One thing. You ready? In this, I would like to read for you. Let me say that, Yisharim. The Ramchal says, Vada'i tzarich shi'itzta'er tamid. Vada'i, he's writing for sure. You have to mitzta'er tamid sa'ar mamash al ha'galut va'al ha'chorban. It's not just Tishavav. You have to have that sa'ar mamash of what? Of the galut and the ha'chorban. Why? Why? Shezeh gorem mi'ut kivyachol l'chvodo yitbarach. There's a missing in his kivyachol, missing in his full glory. It's not there complete. And therefore, a person has to feel, oh my goodness, Hashem, I want your glory to be complete. I want the base of Mikdash for you, so therefore we can see you in full glory. And have a chuka, have a uh, desire for, for, for Geulah, for the Mashiach to come. Why? Like that? You'll bring more Kvod Shemayim into the world. And therefore, because it's going to be more Kvod Shemayim in the world, we want it so badly. That's what we want. We want Kvod That's what it says. Now, how do you do it? What are you supposed to do? Yitpalel tamid al geula shel Yisrael vahashavat kavod shamay la'ilui. So what do we have to do? What do we have to do? Just a little bit more kavana. Bring the Mashiach. Bring, bring the, bring the Beis Hamikdash. Bring etzemach. When you're having today in the Bonei Yerushalayim, when you're going to say that bracha, Bonei Yerushalayim, say it a little bit more kavana. When you're saying nachem, you know, you say the nachem. Ashkenazim say nachem. When you're saying that bracha, how many times do we say it? Only Tishabov. Only Tishabov. Have a little bit more kavana. Hashem, you gotta come. You gotta bring it back. Why? You know why? Because we want you in your full glory. We don't want anybody desecrating any, anything of the Torah. Please bring it back. That's what we want. That's what we're yearning for. So everybody can come back to Hashem. We had a song in Yeshiva. It used to be, Please, Hashem, send the Mashiach. Please, Hashem, send the Mashiach. So that people will know that you are the one. You're the one, only one. You're the one. People have to know. We're living here, yes. We're living in a, in a, in a, in a nice mile radius where everybody's mom is Shomer Torah Mitzvot. But yes, unfortunately, it's not, not always like that. I went this past year. They invited me to a college to speak. To what? To one organization of a, a, a Jewish organization they had. I could promise you when I walked in, I was, I, I was like, this is where the Jewish, Jewish uh, classes is? 
is what I had to ask. This is what I had to ask. This is what I had to ask. This is what's going on over here. We're living over here. Very, very good. But out there in the world, out there in the world, there's so many Jews out there, so many. We have to pray for them that they should come back. We have to pray for them that they should come back. It's unfortunate, but we have to pray for them to come back. One of the ways is, bring the Mashiach, and therefore, everybody will come back right away in two seconds. Boom, let's go, Mashiach, boom. Let's do it, let's make it happen. But what do you do? What do you have to do to bring the Mashiach? What? One thing he writes to Davin. Now he goes on. And he says, what are you going to say? Vim Yomar Adam. You're going to tell me, me, Ani, who am I? Who am I? Pray, Davin. This is what he writes. She'et palel ala galut v'al Yerushalayim. Who am I to pray for the Mashiach? You know, you know how many people prayed? You think the Rambam didn't pray? You think Rashi didn't pray? You think they all did So now you're going to come. The Rambam is saying, you're going to come many years later, and you're going to read this, and you're going to say, wait, you want me to pray a little bit more kavanah when I say Bonei Yerushalayim? You want me to pray a little bit harder to really bring Bonei Yerushalayim? You want me to pray a little bit harder in Nachem? For what? You think my prayer? You think Rashi didn't pray harder? You think Rambam didn't pray harder? You think all the Tanaim and the Moraim that was, that was, was living in the Chorbet, uh, you think they didn't pray hard enough? Now I'm going to come in the year 2023 and pray? What, what is my prayer going to do? What is my prayer going to do? Say, rise, don't think like that. Why shouldn't I think like that? And he quotes a Gemara. He says, because we have a Gemara in Sanhedrin, that says, why was Adam Harishon created alone? Why was the fact that if you look, Hashem created all the people in one shot. He didn't do that. He created Adam first. Why? Create all the people in one shot. And the reason is because Hashem is showing each individual person that it's worth it for me to create the whole world, all the galaxies, all the seas, all the stars, all the sky, all everything, all everything, just for you. It's worth it. That means we have to believe that this whole world, what does it say? He writes, quotes it right here. Every person should say, Bishvili Olam. Wow! You wake up and you say, The whole world was created for me. Now let me explain something. The Gemara says in Barachot, there's two types of guests. There's a good guest and a bad guest. You know the difference between a good guest and a bad guest? A good guest, everybody knows. What's a good guest? What's a bad guest? A good guest. We'll start with the bad guest. Better than the good. The bad guest comes in, he says, Wow. The rabbi invited me. Wow, so nice. The rabbi, thank you so much. He's coming in. All of a sudden he sees 10 kids he has. Wow. So he made all this food. Not for me. I thought I was special. He made it for his kids. He made it for his kids. Agav, I'm invited. That's a bad guest. That's a bad guest. Right? It's a bad guest. When they, when they built this base Midrash, when the, when the Mishpachat Walsings built the Beit Midrash, what are they thinking? Each individual. Oh, for the God. Each individual. When I'm building these walls, when I'm building this saver, that saver, you know, each, even worth it for one individual that to come in here. Should I tell you a quick story on the side? I'll tell you a quick story. How much time do we have? What time are we finish? Have a time? Huh? 20 more minutes? Okay. 18 chai, you like that, huh? All right, chai. So I'll tell you a story, a quick story. What happened? What, huh? I'm, I'm going to get to the good guest. 
on Agav, no, when it comes to, there's, there's, a, there's a Kabbalah, when, when it comes to, to when, when a person's speaking, there's a Kabbalah from Shmosh Hodron, and this, that means Siyad to say to say over this. So, uh, uh, before we get to the good guests, you know, we're speaking about base Medrash, how important it is, even for one person. So, a few years ago, a few years ago, we built the Beit Midrash on East 13th Avenue T. 2013 East 13th, that's where our base Medrash is. 2013 East 13th Street. Now, at the time, when we're building it, I was thinking, my mom, I was thinking like, to do construction and, 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 and to get a mortgage and, and, to, and to build it, it's not so easy. It's not so easy. And it was, dra- it was, Baruch Hashem was amazing, but it was draining. Wow, this, that, that. I brought a very wealthy guy to see the place. Very wealthy guy, one of the wealthiest guys in our community. And I said, I want you to see it. And I need money from you to do this construction. We're talking about big numbers. So he looks, he pulls up with a crazy car, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. And I thought, for sure. Don't trust nobody but Hashem, right? Don't trust nobody but Hashem. So now he's there. I'm thinking for sure. I'm thinking like, you know, he's going to give me the checkbook, write whatever number, and I'll sign. This is my thoughts, you know? Anyway, he's looking around, looking around, looking around. I'm with him maybe for like half hour to an hour, discussing, he's asking me questions. I'm walking him out, and he says, I'm not in. I'm not in. Wow. Wow. You know, Hashem punished me. You know why? Because the Chavot Levot says that if you put your trust in, in whoever you're putting trust into, besides Hashem, Hashem says, oh, you're putting trust in that? No problem. I'll let it go with that. You're not allowed to put your trust in anybody but Hashem. You know that? No matter what. No, my father's very rich. Don't worry, I'm going to get a nice check from him. No, 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 you can't put your trust. He's your father, I understand. You're not, you're not allowed to put your trust in him. No, my boss is my uncle. <laughs> what do you mean? He's not going to let me take off? I'll take off today. You can't trust him. You gotta trust only in Hashem. So Hashem says, you trusted in Him. He's not gonna give you nothing. Okay. Then I turned, it was a hot day. I turned, I was like, I'm like thinking, I'm like, why am I, I was just thinking for a second, what, what, what's the, what am I building this for? Why, why? I just give me just a little bit of chizik. And at that second, a guy pulls up to the Beit Midrash in his car with a nice long beard and he rolls down his window right in front of our Beit Medrash. And at that time, you have to understand, it was a house. We were trying to construct it to be a base Medrash. It was a house. So you just see a house. He pulls right in front of it, right after this this person left. I'm about to walk into my car. I see him. He pulls up. He says to me, he rolls down and says, do you know where is any Beit Medrash where I can learn? It happens to be our Beit Midrash was open. It needs to be refurbished. It needs to be nice and things like that. But at that moment, we had some Sfarim and I had a table and I said, yeah, you can learn in this base Midrash. We're, we're about to do construction on it. You could come inside. So oh, there's a base. I thought it was a house. He comes in, open up the lights for him. I, I, I give, uh, give him a coffee and everything. I walk out. It says, like the Rambam says, it's worth it. It's worth it. Everything, even for one person, for one time to go and to steig and to this, it's worth it for one person. It's worth it. 
So now what? You're going to ask me, so what's a good guest? You're going to ask me, what's a good guest? The good guest is that guy that comes into your house and sees that you have a bunch of kids and sees that you have to make food anyway and says, wow, you made all this food for me? Wow, it's amazing. It's so, it's so nice of you. That's the way a good guest thinks. And it's the same thing with us in this world. You could think, everybody could think, listen, at the end of the day, the sun is rising. Rising for me? It's rising for me? It's rising for everybody, the world. The world. You could think like that. But it's a wrong way of thinking. Because the Mishra is teaching us that it's, it's brought down the world was created for you. That means in the morning when you wake up tomorrow morning and you see that sun, you have to know 100% that Hashem is thinking of you before you go up. He put that sun because He knows that I am going to wake up in the morning and I need sunlight and that's why He's putting it there. Wow, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. That's what you have to be like. That's what Bishvilini Ra'olam. That's exactly the point that we're saying over here. Bishvilini Ra'olam. What's Bishvilini Ra'olam? The world, the whole world is worth it to be created just for you. Only for you. The fact that there's a million other people in the world that has nothing to do with your gratitude towards Hashem. That's great. There's a million other people in the world. But it doesn't take away the fact that Hashem thought of you when He created the world. And that being said, guess what the Yishim says? He says like this. He says, Im yomar adam, If a person says, Miani, who am I? Who am I? You think my prayer that I have a little bit more kavana in Bonei Yerushalayim when I'm about to say it, or a little bit more kavana of Nachem? You think my tefillah is actually going to bring Mashiach? There's no way. He says, don't think like that. Why? Because because it says over there. What's the reason why Hashem created Adam first and nobody else? Why? It's a pleasure that Hashem has. It's a pleasure that Hashem has when you pray for the Geulah. When you pray with more kavanah for Mashiach. It's a pleasure that Hashem has. And He says, even though Hashem knows, you're not going to get answered. Why? It's not the right time. Hashem has his cheshbonot. Or any other reason. Any other reason. It doesn't make a difference. He says, if you still pray for it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sameach Bazeh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy. You want to make Hashem happy? You want to make Hashem happy? How do you make Him happy? By what? By having more tefillah, a little bit more prayer, a little bit more concentration, a little bit. You make Hashem happy. But what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm, the guy tells me in shul, he tells me, uh, Rabbi, you think, you think my tefillah, like, the, like, like the exactly from the session, you think my tefillah is gonna make a dent? So I told him, I told him the bucket. You know the bucket? You ever hear the, you ever go to like, there's, there's something oh, oh, in a water park, they have like this big, big bucket. And I don't know if you ever saw, you wait until it gets filled, 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 filled. You know, you play games with your friend. You go, go, go there for a picture. Go there for a picture. And you see that there's water on top that's filling up the bucket. It's a huge bucket. Huge. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You have a huge bucket and you're ready 
There's, okay, go a little bit further, and take a picture, and boom, there's one more drop of water that comes in, and all the buckets shh, falls on the guy. And it's the same way, you know how many tefillot of Mashiach, you know there's a bucket in Shemaim, a tefillot, Mashiach bucket? You know how many tefillot are there? Bring Mashiach, bring Mashiach, bring Mashiach, come on, come on, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, come on, please Hashem, please, please, please. You know how many of Mashiach's filot are in there? And then you come, and you say, let me do one more. That could tip the scale. That could tip the scale. I brought Mashiach! I brought Mashiach! How'd you bring Mashiach? I, I, I had a little bit more Kavanah in Bunei Yerushalayim. I had a little bit more in Nachem. But I'm going to add one more advice, and we're going to conclude over here. The extra advice is like this. And I say this, and I, and I said this last year, but it's very important to hear again. It's an important advice. And that is, we know something called Tikkun Hatzot. We know, you're, you're Tikkun Hatzot, right? Tikkun Hatzot. In the middle of the night, we go ahead, and we say, to the Chorpim Beit HaMikdash, we have a tefillah. Sometimes a person might say, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I'm not going to wake up midnight. I'm not going to be able to do it. But one thing that everybody can do, for sure, for sure, and that is, every night, besides Shabbat and holidays, Yamim Tovim, sit on the floor for literally five seconds. Right before you go to sleep. Say, Hashem, please bring your glory back in full, full radiance. Show the world all what you're about, the whole world. Show us the miracles of the Beit HaMikdash, just a little bit. Just sit there. I know somebody says, before he goes to sleep every night, Just something to show that you love Hashem even more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know how much that would do? You know what the Mitzvah Hashem is saying? That will help bring Mashiach. How? If somebody asks you, first of all, why do you want Mashiach? And second of all, how are you helping to bring Mashiach? Very easy. It's very simple. Why do you want Mashiach? We know why. Why is that? So the whole world could get going on the path of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeah, you're on the right path. But what about the millions of other Jewish people, unfortunately, out there that have no clue about anything about our religion? What about them? So you know what we want? We want it because we want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come back and automatically all the glory on the highest levels will come back as well for the Shekhinah. That's why we want Mashiach. And now the other question, how are we going to bring Mashiach? Very simple. There's a lot of things. But one thing that we're telling you about the Ramchal. One thing I'm telling you, reading the Ramchal. The Ramchal tells us, what should you do? What should you do? He writes, Yitpalel, pray. What are you going to pray? So two advices, especially today. Today, when he's saying that, Pasuk Tishkon betoch Yerushalayim, Hashem, Yerushalayim. You know how much impact it has in Shemaim a day like today? You know, kind of the whole, you know, the malachim are crying up in Shemaim. It says, "My it says the, it says the pasuk says that even the angels cry on on Tishbab, crying for the base of Mikdash. And now you go ahead and you penetrate the Shemaim. What do you do? You say, "Bone Yerushalayim!" Wow, with so much kavanah. You say the Nachem again. We say Nachem only once a year by Tishbab. You go full force with it. You know what that would do? Who knows? If that tefillah will be the final tefillah that will go in the bucket of Hashem and the Mashiach will come. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But one of the things is, this, this, this we can understand. 
this we can understand where the, where the Navi speaks about Eitzim Valvonim. Yeah, Hashem loves us so much. He loves us so much that the base of Mikdash is Eitzim Valvonim compared to, to the love that He has. But what? We have to love Him back so much. And we have to say, Hashem, You sacrificed Your glory for us. You sacrificed all that miracles, the base of Mikdash, Yerushalayim, and its glory for us so we wouldn't be destroyed. You called it Eitz Valvonim. You called it sticks and stones because you loved us so much. We have to feel the same way to Hashem. Hashem, we love you even more. We love you even more. We're willing to, to, to pray a little bit harder. A little bit. A little bit more koach when you sang the bracha. Bonei Yerushalayim. And he sang Nachem. A little bit more koach before you go to sleep at night. And you just sit on the floor and you just say, Hashem, please. Please bring your glory. Please Hashem, please. Just a little bit. You never know. Your tefillah, that one could be the bucket changer. It could be that one that went into the Mashiach bucket and because of your tefillah, it came down. Mashiach came down because of you. And we all have to feel that. We all have to feel that obligation. That we should have the Mashiach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.